0: Is the Mirology Podcast. Mallow County, Ohio. It's my home. With your hosts Mike and Joey. Mike! Joey!
1: Week number fourteen. Yay, fourteen. Who would've thought we would have gone this far?
0: I know. But uh, people were
1: out there listening. We're getting yes, feedback.
0: We are getting feedback, so keep it coming. Um so Mike, I have no idea what you might have done, but please turn the heat back on outside. I'll see what I can do. This is ridiculous. This <laughs> is not even close to being well, I mean, I know technically we're still spring, but we had eighty almost ninety degree days. Yeah. And we're I'm just in the forties now? Maybe it 50s. was like 46 last night, overnight. Um, i don't, I got my vegetables out. Well, I don't think we're going to get down to freezing. You should be okay. I hope so. i got my flowers out. I don't want them to freeze. Yeah, well, I've got my flowers out too, but the vegetables is what I'm worried about. The kids are excited about being able to pick their own cherry tomatoes and their peppers. And I put cucumbers out this year. Oh, did you? And they're along the chain link fence so that I can weave it up the chain link fence. Oh, good thinking. So I can keep them off of the ground, but it's out there so the kids can watch them grow and hopefully not pick them until it's time.
1: (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So um, this is a special Memorial Day Day, uh, episode. So um, Mike is going to share the uh, list of Mario County events that is happening. So go ahead there, Mike.
1: Okay. Well, starting on Sunday... May 30th. There will be uh, services at the Shock, uh, Johnsville Cemetery at 1.30. And then moving on to Monday, Maple Grove and Chesterville Cemetery, which is one of the same, uh, Monday, May 31st, will have their service at 9 a.m. In Fulton, they're going to have a parade at 9.30 with a uh, service at the cemetery at 10 o'clock. At the Zion Cemetery, 10.30 will be a service. In Marengo at 11 o'clock on Monday, there will be a parade, and then uh, they will end up at the Marengo Cemetery at 1130 for their service. Now, the Glendale and uh, Slash Carnington Parade will uh, begin at the park. Whoops, I just lost it. Here we go.
0: So that one is the special one that we've been talking about. That is the
1: special one we've been talking about because they're going to rededicate the uh, Civil War monument, and it's a big deal, folks. If you get a chance to be out there. Anyhow, the parade stops off, uh, steps off at 1 and uh, ends up over at the uh, cemetery at about 1.30 when they will have their service. Now, Mike, do you know,
0: are they still looking for volunteers?
1: They are the last I knew. The last I knew, they still need approximately 100 people. Oh, geez. So okay, they've gotten over 200, so that's pretty good, I think.
0: That is. I mean, there were 303 names because there were how many that were duplicated?
1: 300...
0: A little over 300. I believe they said there were six folks that were duplicated. Oh, okay, that's right. So that's they right. had there are 309 names, but 303 total pe- persons, yeah, persons, pupils.
1: And what they're going to do uh, at Cardington, um, each of us that's participating will be wearing that person's name, um, in the parade, and then at a certain point in the service, they're going to have each, each of us go to the grave of that person to kind of let people know how many Civil War. Folks are buried in this cemetery.
0: I think that's really cool. What a, a visual. visual.
1: What a visual. It is. It is. What else is going on? Uh, let's see. At the same time as Cardington's, uh, the Mount Gilead parade will begin at 1 and will end starting at the Cherry Street School and will end up at Rivercliff Cemetery with their service beginning at 1.30. And following the cemetery service, there will be a potluck meal open to the public at the VFW in Mount Gilead. And I believe that's everything I have on this list. That pretty it much looks like the uh,
0: there's also Iberia slash Washington Township Cemetery, mm-hmm. and that one starts at three o'clock. Okay, um, and that finishes
1: up that list. I think that we have covered the the uh, county pretty well. So, folks, um, it's important that we remember these folks that have that have died, that have given their all for for our country, for our freedom. And uh, that's what Memorial Day is all You'll
0: be able to find that list uh, that I'm being I'm sharing off of the Bringing Sunshine Tomorrow County page. Uh, I'm sharing that on the, Morrow, uh, the Morrowology the podcast page. But I, I pulled up Mike because I don't know that folks that everyone knows or truly understands um, what Memorial Day is. Mm-hmm. And so I know that when I um, I post things, um, I will see. Uh, I have two siblings. And um, one uncle, I know right off the bat, without thinking about anybody else, who served in the military um, and that are still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have a couple others who have served that are no longer here, and,
1: and they, they didn't die in service, but they did, you know, age. Well, like Veterans that. Day in November is to honor the folks that are still living, but Memorial Day is remembering the ones that 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 have died. passed. Right, yes. exactly. Um, and it's very important we do that. Uh um, th- there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks that have given their life for this country, and, and we owe them at least that. Now, I know that Memorial Day is the unofficial kick- kickoff of summer, mm-hmm. and we go out and have fun and so on, but we should take some time, you know, whether it's when these services or at home, to remember those folks uh, during that day.
0: Yeah, and I've got a friend, Mike, who is a Marine, Okay. Uh, that I worked with, and he and um, some of his buddies get together um, before Memorial Day, and they you know, remember those in their group that mm-hmm. are no longer um, with us. And uh, so I pulled up that Memorial Day, um, what, it, what it is. So Memorial Day is a federal holiday in the United States for honoring and mourning the military personnel who have died in the performance of their military duties while serving in the United States Armed Forces. The holiday is observed on the last Monday of May.
1: Right. It used to. Be, it was traditionally always on May thirty first. And back in I believe the nineteen seventies, they changed it so that we so people would have a three day weekend. And in that, I think maybe we lost some of the meaning of what that day is supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's just a little bit of history about the Memorial Day. Um, so. Uh, and what what's going on there. There's not a lot um, going on that is going into this, so this podcast is going to be released early. We're going to try and release it on Sunday morning to give you all uh, an opportunity to schedule yourselves if you want to do one, two, three events, or what have you. Um, and remember, folks, as of Wednesday, COVID restrictions are being dropped, except for in healthcare facilities where masking will still be required. Sure. Uh, in the state of Ohio, as well as in um, CDC guidelines. Also remember, it does allow for um, individual businesses to make up their own determination of whether they will or will not uh, require masks. As we're seeing signs, love one another, be open, be honest, and realize that you know everyone has their own opinion about this, and just be nice. I mean, it's not that hard. Be nice. Exactly. All right, Mike. Um, I think that's it for the current events.
1: Okay, well, I think that's plenty. Folks, when it comes to Memorial Day, we should go out and have fun. We should go to the beach. We should do the things, if the weather permits. But remember those that have died so you can have the right and the freedom to do that. This week's Morrow
0: County Flashback brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society.
1: Okay, it's time for the Morrow County Historical Flashback. And today, Joey, I'm going to be reading an article that was written by Trella Romine, which a lot of uh, folks out there know that name. Um, She was very instrumental in uh, the history of Marion and Morrow County, and was also the founder of Paradise, which is over by Caledonia. But anyhow, this is about Ohio statehood and how Ohio became a state. Interesting. In 1803? Well, yes, you are right. Okay, I only know that because it's on the big barn. (laughs) Well, that big barn is right. So anyhow, I'm going to read this word for word so I don't miss any facts. Um, There were some in the year 1802 who did not want the eastern part of the Northwest Territory, the Ohio country, to be given statehood. Others did not trust the territorial governor, General Arthur St. Clair, who opposed statehood for the Ohio Territory, as outlined in the Ordinance of 1787. He proposed to divide it at the Scioto River so that it would not be dominated by the Chillicothe Republicans. Statehood proponents chose Thomas Worthington and Michael Baldwin to take the Republican message to Washington. In January 1802, the House rejected the division bill, thus retaining the existing configuration of the territory. This improved the chances for Ohio to become a state. Although the census of 1800 counted only 45,365 inhabitants in the territory, the House Committee on Statehood noted that rapid increase in settlers would drive the population above the 60,000 mark before a new state could be organized, and proposed that steps should be taken to establish a new state. The House accepted the report and President Thomas Jefferson signed the Ohio Enabling Act on April 30th of 1802. The act set the boundaries of the state, fixed the date for a constitutional convention, and set the terms for the election of delegates to the convention. The 35 chosen delegates met on November 1st in Chillicothe. St. Clair, still hoping he might become the first governor of the new state, asked to speak to the convention and according to the delegates, hung himself. Upon completion of his speech, the delegates immediately adopted a resolution which stated that it was expedient to form a constitution and a state government. It was passed with only one dissenting vote. Soon afterward, President Thomas Jefferson dismissed St. Clair as governor of the territory. By November 29, 1802, the convention delegates had completed the New Ohio. Uh, the new Ohio Constitution, that is. Again, Thomas Worthington made the trip over the mountain trails on horseback to Washington and delivered it to Congress. It was approved by both houses, and on February 19, 1803, and President Jefferson signed it into law. This document was perhaps the most democratic state constitution yet adopted with virtually all of the power in a Senate and a House of Representatives. This first state to emerge from the Northwest Territory also honored the pledge of the Northwest Ordinance that slavery should not exist in the area north and west of the Ohio River. However, the vote to grant the franchise to blacks failed by uh, by a narrow margin and was given only to white male taxpayers at least 21 years of age. This Constitution also carried a Bill of Rights protecting civil liberties in the new state. Edward Tiffin, the president of the Constitutional Convention, was elected the first governor of the state of Ohio. Jeremiah Morrow of Warren County, a quiet, serious Presbyterian of good common sense, won the lone seat in the House of Representatives. He voted for waging war against Great uh, Great Britain in 1812. In 1822, he served as a member of the Ohio Board of Canal Commissioners. The same year, that he was elected the ninth governor of Ohio. When Morrow County was formed in 1848, Jeremiah Morrow was honored by having the new county carry his name. Yes. So that's how we got the uh, name Morrow County, and a little bit about how the uh, state was formed. So the week that you were off,
0: I talked about Jeremiah Morrow. Yeah. And so while you were talking about um, Arthur St. Clair, I actually looked him up. Oh, yeah? He was a major general. A modern major? I can't even do that.
1: I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I know where you were going.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pirates of Penzance. Um, could not do it. So he was the first governor of the Northwest Territory prior to him being that um, appointed to, or being Uh, the first governor of the Northwest Territory, there was no one because it hadn't been established yet. And so he served in that office from July 15th of 1788 to November 22nd of 1802. That's St. Clair? Yes. Okay. Then, and I just think this is interesting because, you know, we continue to just go down the rabbit hole of history. He served as president of the Confederation Congress. Okay. Okay. The seventh president. And he served from there uh, February 2nd, 1787 to November 4th, 1787. So definitely less than a year. Um, And I did not dig any further into that. But where do you think he was born? I would guess possibly Pennsylvania? It is not Pennsylvania. It is not this continent. Oh, really? Yes. He was born in Scotland. Aye, laddie. He was born in Scotland, and his military allegiance, it shows that he was in um, the Great Britain and United States militaries, Okay. Um, but also had some time in the Continental Army um, prior to, uh, and then it looks like he also, in Britain, was a lieutenant, and then in the United States became a major general, and he fought the French and Indian War, the American Revolutionary War, and the Northwest
1: Indian War. Oh wow! He had some leadership ability,
0: obviously. I would venture to say so. This is actually pretty cool. He retired into Louisiana, living with his daughter until his death, um, and I, I just find that I—it's just amazing to me because if you think about it. So he was born um, in on March twenty third, seventeen thirty seven. Um, I'm yeah, seventeen thirty seven. It's really interesting to think about the lifespan because he was eighty one when he died. So think about the changes that he saw, you know, the birth of a new nation, which mm-hmm. would then become a world uh, a leader. Sure. Right. Um, the the domination of what had been a world leader. So the United States versus Britain. Mm-hmm. That whole divide. It's just so interesting to me that you know some of these people got to see these huge world changing events. They didn't have technology. They had to read about it. Exactly. And, and to know that they could be reading about something that happened literally three months ago because it hasn't crossed uh, yes, on the ship yet. Yes, That is That's just so impressive to me. I now, think, so. he
1: was governor of the territory, not of the state. Is that correct? Yes,
0: the first governor of the Northwest Territory. Okay.
1: Yeah. For, for some reason, I'm thinking Thomas Worthington was our first governor of the state. I might need corrected on that, but I think I'm right.
0: Well, I can look that up. Um, we, um, we t- the history, um, excuse me, history is just phenomenal, I think. Um, he was the sixth governor, Worthington was. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, the sixth governor of, um, of, the, of Ohio, not the Ohio Territory. So, um, great historical piece. I I mean,
1: it wasn't written by Stan Sight, but it was still (laughs) fantastic. Well, Trello uh, did a fine job of writing that. And and you know what? I attribute the things that I share to other people that have put the uh, effort into researching these things. I really appreciate the work that they've done. I'm just, you know, reaping the benefits from it. (laughs) Right, right.
0: All right. And that, folks, is going to end the History Flashback. All right, Mike. So now that the governor is releasing restrictions on everything, we've sort of talked about this, but MLT, we, we just could not wait. We had to get back on stage. And so Ken Barnett, Mitch Gale, uh, Jeremy Barr, Trevor Garbrandt, and myself are taking the stage in Habits. Habits. I have several that Habits, yeah. And Scapulas and... We are, we are raring to go, so um, we actually are shooting the um, video uh, in just a couple days for Nonsense Amen, and that is going to be live in your home, um, any application that you want to use. Um, there will be a, a link on our website, and that is marlittletheater.org. You'll go there, you'll scroll down, you'll see the Nonsense, and I'm going to post a real picture of us and our habits. Um, And if I can get the cast together, we might actually do um, some fun photos out and about in the community uh, with those. But basically, we are so excited to get back. You're going to be able to watch Nonsense Amen um, live in your home by clicking the uh, purchase tickets link down below. And you will um, choose what day. So it's still uh, because of the rights restrictions. We can't just do an on-demand so that you can watch it any time. It has to be during those timed periods. So just like our typical shows, 7 p.m., 7 p.m., and 2 p.m. is what we decided to do. The one thing that you can do that we necessarily didn't want you to do previously is you can watch the show in your pajamas, on your couch, with friends, eating popcorn, whatever you wanted to do. Like in the new garage that you find when you go garage sailing. <laughs> Um, with the sidewalk, from the sidewalk sale, you know, whatever. Um, so that link will go live this weekend for you to purchase those tickets. This is a, um, this show is just phenomenal. So just to give you guys a little bit about it, it's, it's Nonsense uh, that is, uh, the name of the show, it's Nonsense Amen, and it is a show that was originally wit- uh, written for five women, to play, and Rue McClinahan McClanath- mm-hmm. from Golden Girls, she played Blanche. <laughs> That's who she, played. she Blanche, played. Blanche, yeah. Why did I say that? Um, anyway, so this show, it's the same show that was written for the women, but it's written for men to play, and you'll notice two of our cast members have full beards, mm-hmm. and they're not shaving them,
1: <laughs> which is
0: going to add to that. Um, it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, we didn't hold auditions for this show because we weren't sure we were going to be able to pull it off uh, with restrictions, and after working through some things with the health department, um, and then the governor magically started releasing things, it worked out very well for us. So, this show is ba- is a story about uh, Sister Julia Child of God, who's based loosely off of Julia Child. This Sister Julia was not able to really focus in on what she was supposed to be doing for the convent, and that was cooking meals. She created a Vichy swa soup that killed 52 nuns instantly of botulism. Now if you know anything about botulism, instantly isn't, that's not going to happen instantly. It will take some time, but people do get sick. Um, so they take uh, the money and they buried 48 of the 52 sisters. Well what did they do with the other four? Well.
1: I, I know, but you'll have to watch we, to see.
0: We, we put them somewhere. Yeah. And the Ben and Jerry's ain't tasted the same since, Mike. Okay. So, um, just to let you know, uh, complete chaos ensues as there is uh, multiple things that happens. Uh, Sister Amnesia, um, a crucifix fell on her head, and she has no idea who she is. We do find out who she is and what uh, nice, fun things she brings to the convent, because we find out who she is. There's, um, there's all kinds of good music. Uh, it's, actually, it's really a fun show. It truly is a fun show. I've directed it once with an all-female cast, and now I'm in it with an all-male cast. Just a phenomenal show. Again, so that show is going to be on June 25th at 7 p.m., June 26th at 7 p.m., and June 27th at 2 p.m. Now, just like you all, we will be at home in our pajamas watching this show, um, and we hope that you will enjoy this. And Mike, yes. the board met, the MLT board, yes, and uh, we've got a surprise for people. Oh, We are going to be holding a special project that will last five weeks, um, I will be sharing more details as soon as I get a venue, but this is going to be something that we, as MLT, are going to enjoy, but community members will enjoy as well.
1: All right. Um,
0: and, uh, you know, as the as the saying goes, um, I'm trying to think of who says it, under the sea, under the sea.
1: Isn't that crab in, in the... The Little Mermaid or something. Sebastian, Sebastian. And The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah.
0: He says that. Um, so more information to come about that and um, the project that's going around that. So Mike, I hope that uh, you will watch Nonsense Amen at home in the comfort of your home eating some good food from one of the restaurants around here in Morrow County uh, and enjoy the the only local community theater in Marathon.